following message is from Christian Life Austin. For more information about Christian Life, visit clcaustin.com. Thank you for listening. Come on, how's everybody feeling on Sunday? All right, that was pretty good. I'm not going to lie, I'm pretty impressed. First and second service, y'all. We had to repeat that like two or three times. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try to sugarcoat it. They hadn't had coffee yet, but it's apparent you guys have had um, several cups of coffee. I'm glad you're doing well, man. It's just this is my favorite day of the week. I get to come to church and I get to see some unbelievable people. And for those of you that are back, maybe for the very first time since all of this happened, what a joy it is to have you in church. And we're excited. Um, about what God is doing. Pastor Philip mentioned we're in a remodel project right now. So hang with us through the end of the year and Lord willing, we'll be in our new worship center uh, very quickly. Um, Hey, let me give you just a quick update of what happened over the weekend. Our kids outdoor zone ministry, uh, which kudos to the entire team. They baptized eight boys on Saturday, y'all. Come on, that's amazing. Let's go. That is... So, so cool. So thank you for all of the dream teamers that serve on that team. We honor you guys. And we're going to dive right into the word of God today. And I want to ask you a question. Have you ever had someone come over to your house uninvited? Those are fun, aren't they? (laughs) Those are so much fun. For those of you that are married in the room, you will know exactly the scenario that I'm about to set up. For those of you that are not married and you want to have a fantastic marriage, grab a pen, grab your phone and write this down because this, what I'm about to share with you is the foundation of a phenomenal marriage. So I'm going to play the role of the husband here because I am a husband and I'm not speaking from personal experience. So please know that I'm speaking about you, not about me, nothing. No. So Husband, let's say that you um, are in need of some new clothes, so you roll up to the mall and you go to your favorite store, the Old Navy, and you roll in. You got to put the on it. It makes it sound really good, right? So you show up to the Old Navy and you're in search of some new starch khaki pants. You're in search of a new button-down shirt that you can tuck in with your penny loafers for work on Monday, and you're ready to go. You just you're on the hunt, and lo and behold. You know who you run into? Tom and Jane. I know, it's crazy. And Tom and Jane are right there, they're shopping, and it hits you, wait, I know Tom and Jane. But it's been a while. Like, this is the same Tom and Jane that used to be in our neighborhood, but then they moved out of state for work. Tom and Jane, what are y'all doing back in my town? And they, during the course of conversation, oh, man, we came back for the weekend. What a joy. How's your wife? How's your family? Oh, they're good. (laughs) And then they just kind of throughout the course of conversation, invite themselves over to your house that evening um, for maybe dinner, perhaps, or or coffee, just to, to see the kids. Let the kids play a little bit. Let's catch up. Okay, let's catch up, Tom and Jane. So here, here is the key. Husbands or wives, it doesn't matter who you are in this role, but this is, this is the foundation of an unbelievable marriage. You must do in this scenario one thing and one thing only. You make the code call. Yep, you pick up your cellular device and you call 
that lovely spouse that's waiting for you at home and, and you call and, hey, sweetheart, what are you, what's the deal? You went to buy khakis and a shirt. Why, why are you so chipper? What's the deal? Hey, hey, uh, well, you never, I was at the Old Navy and uh, you see, you never guess who I ran into. Who'd you run into? What's, why, why is this a big deal? I'm chasing the kids around. Can you text me or something? Uh, well, um, I ran into Tom and Jane. Tom and Jane, who's Tom and Jane, Tom and Jane? Oh, Tom and Jane, they moved out of, yeah, 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 well, that's great. Yeah, well, I ran into them and uh, they're in the car with me right now. <laughs> they're, they're what? They're, yeah, 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 we're, we're coming over. They wanna just kinda hang out. They wanna see the kids and, uh, y'all, she is so happy, y'all are, I mean, I've never seen her more excited than as she is right now. This is going to be such a, I, what is happening right now? Tom and Jane. And so in that moment, yeah, okay, babe, I love you. We'll see you in about 10 minutes. All right, 10 minutes. So your spouse now hangs, I'm sure she sets the phone down gently. She doesn't throw it across the room because she's really happy, but she sets it down gently and she takes off throughout the house and she is grabbing laundry that's hanging on the stairs, shoving it in every closet. She is going to your kid's bedroom and making their bed. She is making your bed because you're too lazy to make your own bed. So now she got to do that. She got to pick your clothes up off the floor. And now we've got cereal bowls with Cheerios, combination of Fruit Loops in there stuck in the kid's closet because we're just trying to stuff things in. We got Tom and Jane coming over. Uninvited. <laughs> so you walk into the door, honey, I'm home, because that's what every wonderful married couple does when you come home. And you walk in and you're like, Michael Bublé's playing in the background? Man, this is, what is happening? You walk in, get a little bit closer, you see candles are lit everywhere. I didn't even know we had candles except when the power went out, baby, and you break the candles out for Tom and Jane. Your wife comes around the corner. She got an apron on that you didn't even know she owned with a, a <laughs> dozen of baked chocolate chip cookies. Tom and Jane, we're so glad you're here. And what you want to do in that moment, if you could, but you can't, don't do this. You want to look at Tom and Jane and say, hey, Tom and Jane, you're a real inconvenience right now. If you knew what my wife just had to go through and I'm gonna get chewed out when I get, when y'all go home, I'm talking about y'all, I ain't talking about me. About what just happened, Tom and Jane, I didn't wanna pick my undergarments up off the bathroom floor, but you came over and I gotta do all that, Tom and Jane. Y'all go home, don't you stay for the weekend. Don't, uh-uh, don't say, hey, can we just stay, y'all? We have so much, no, get out of here. That's what you wanna say, but you can't say it. Now, maybe that's how some of you respond when you have an uninvited guest show up to your house. But what's interesting in the story that we're gonna dive into today, the story of a man that you're without question familiar with from your childhood Bible story days, the story of a man named Zacchaeus. Now, here's the interesting part about Zacchaeus is that everywhere that he went, he was always an uninvited guest. <laughs> he was, you know, well, why? Well, okay, so Zacchaeus didn't work for the IRS. Zacchaeus worked for the RRS, the Rome <laughs> Revenue Service. So anytime that he went and knocked on somebody's door, 
He was there for one reason and one reason only. Hey, I'm here to get the taxes that you owed. And last time I checked, those people aren't so much invited to your, how many of you picked up the phone and called the IRS and said, hey, come get my money? No. Some of y'all are like, man, I ain't paid IRS in years. We need to pray for you at the end of service. <laughs> but Zacchaeus was always an uninvited guest everywhere he showed up. Nobody really wanted him there. That was Zacchaeus. But Luke chapter 19 shows us something interesting. It says that then Jesus entered, entered Jericho and was passing through. There was a man by the name of Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector, and he was wealthy. So Jesus is coming through town, and we find out that Zacchaeus is now a tax collector, and he's got a lot, a lot of money. So let's take a moment. Let's take a peek into who Zacchaeus might have been in this. This, this was a man who would have literally crippled families. He would have taken money from friends and family members to the point where they couldn't even pay for the essential items to run their house. Like he didn't even care most of the time. And he would put that in his pocket so his bank account could grow and grow and grow. Make no mistake about it, Zacchaeus may have been vertically challenged, but he had a massive bank account and it was growing on your account because he was taking it from you and putting the money. And see, Zacchaeus was the kind of guy that ran the streets there in the town that he lived in. Like this, he was rough and tough. Like you don't mess with Zacchaeus. Like I'm the one, I, I come to your door, I take what I need. You don't fuss about it or it's gonna get even worse for you next time I show up. Like he was rough and tough. Like he may have been short, but he was... He probably drove a really big truck too. <laughs> but you can imagine a man that has so much to lose, right? He's got reputation. He can't look soft. He's the man that takes what he wants. He's got a lot of money. He don't need you other than to take your money. He doesn't want your opinion. He don't care what you think. This is, this is his town. And I'm gonna come get my money whenever I need it, literally to the point where they wouldn't even let him in the synagogue to worship. Like that's how, how, how awful this guy was. And then there's something in the Bible that just blows my mind. Once you know that about Zacchaeus, and I want you to help me figure this out today. This is what we're gonna try to understand today because this literally is so hard for me to understand. Verse number three says this. But Zacchaeus, this awful human being who was stealing money, lining his own pockets, he ran the streets, he ran the town at your expense. He wanted to see Jesus. Now, think with me, if you will. Why would a man who's got all the money in the world... The man who is just, he runs the town, a man who's got status, a man who people know who he is, a, a man who doesn't care what your opinion is because he's going to do what he wants to do. Why in the world, and this is what I don't get, why, why does a man like this want to see Jesus? It makes no sense. You know those type of people in this day and age in your world who just don't, don't seem to care what anybody else thinks and they don't, they don't have a need for Jesus. But why, why would Zacchaeus have this, this need and this desire, this want to see Jesus? He wanted to see who Jesus was and so he climbs a sycamore tree 
for Jesus was going to pass that way. He, he broke off into a run and climbed a tree, y'all. Now think about that. Just, just take a second and ponder this. This rough and tumble guy who takes what he wants, doesn't need anything from you. Get away. This is my... Jesus is coming, and he breaks off into a slow-motion run in front of the crowd and climbs a tree. What? A man of status, a man of power, a man of wealth. Why in the world would this man risk his reputation, risk what everybody looked at him and thought of him, why would he look foolish and break off into a run and climb a tree? He didn't need you. He didn't need your opinion. He didn't need your thought. He didn't care about you. He needed your money. That's all he wanted. Why would a man of that nature run and climb a tree to see Jesus? And that is the question that perplexes me today. This is the question that I'm, I'm wrestling with in my mind. And I wonder, what is it that drove Zacchaeus to run and climb a tree to see Jesus? And I think to understand, to understand this and to really get a grip on it, I want to do something today. I, I want to I step back in time. And I want to walk through, and I want to take us on a journey for the next few moments, a journey of perhaps a day in the life of the tax collector by the name of Zacchaeus. What would it, what it would have looked like, right? What, is it, what does a tax collector do? This is not a trick question. They collect taxes. So what would, what would a day in the life, what could this day have looked like for Zacchaeus? So let's, let's go on this journey. Zacchaeus wakes up in the morning, hopefully, puts all of his clothes on, takes a shower first, brushes his teeth, puts his watch on, got his phone for directions where he's going. He's got his, his list of the houses that he's hitting today. Get my money today, y'all. It'll be a good day. Mama got to eat. Daddy got to eat. Kids need new shoes. <laughs> We're going to go get some money. Makes his way out, puts his address in, his Apple map shows up as he Gets to the house, his first house. He notices that, man, I can't even hardly see the door. The grass has grown up in the yard so much. And as he gets a little bit closer to this house that he's supposed to go to, he notices it's very easy. The, the, the yard is terrible. The flower beds are brutal. Like the, the gutters are hanging on. They're barely attached to the house. Paint is chipping off of the exterior of the house. The siding is falling down. He's like, what am I getting myself into now? This is, makes his way, walks up through the little driveway. No answer. Maybe nobody's here. That, that would be about appropriate for the way that this place looks right now. As he begins to pound on the door, he hears a voice from inside. I'm on my way. Hang on. Coming. Hang for just a second. It's taking me a second to get there. Give me just a moment. A couple minutes later, he's met at the door by a man that you and I, this, this might be introduced to in Luke chapter 18. He's met at the door by a blind man. 
He says, hey, uh, you say you were Zacchaeus? Is that who you said you were? Yeah, 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 that's me. And I have, um, I'm with the, the RRS. <laughs> and I've come to collect your taxes. And you can imagine the stories that Zacchaeus would have no doubt heard throughout his time collecting taxes. But today, he hears a story of a man that, Mr. Zacchaeus, listen, it's, <laughs> as you can tell, I don't, I don't have my sight. So jobs are difficult, like certain jobs I can do, you know, it's just Zacchaeus, and I lost my job, and um, times are tough right now. We're in the middle of a global pandemic. I mean, it's crazy right now, and he's trying, he's coming up with the story to tell Zacchaeus, and he says, it's gotten to the point, Zach, that I've, man, I'm, I've been pushed to the side of the road, begging just to make ends meet, just, just asking Pastor buyers for just, just a spare coin just so I can put enough food in my body and on my table. And it's not been easy, Zach. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't know how to say this, but I don't, I don't have the money that I owe you today. Can you give me an extension? Can I, can I just have a few weeks and I'll do, listen, I'll do whatever I can to get this money for you. I know I owe it and I, I'm going to try, I'm going to do everything. Can I, have, can I have just a little bit of an extension? And so in this moment, Zacchaeus, this rough and tough man who has this image to keep up, is, is torn between his money and mercy. And I don't know what it was, but maybe, just maybe on this day, he looks at the blind man and tells him, man, I, uh, I want you to know, listen, I don't know what's compelling me. I don't even know why. I don't do this. I take what I want and what we need. But I'm going to give you a few weeks. And when I come back here, I don't want a sob story. I don't want to hear how bad, listen, life is bad for all. I don't want to hear your story. I've already heard it once. When I come back, I want my money. Man closes the door and Zach takes off to the, the next house. But you can imagine the thoughts that are going through his mind. Oh, this day is not starting the way that I wanted it to start. This is not how I had it planned in my calendar, in my daytimer, because I'm sure Zacchaeus had a daytimer. We're going to go. That was a joke, y'all. You can laugh. It don't get much funnier than that from here. So Zacchaeus goes to his next house, just frustrated. You ever have those days that frustrate you and it doesn't, your morning don't go right? Walks up to the second house. Come to collect my taxes. It's going to be a good, I'm finally make some progress here. And maybe, just, just maybe, he knocks on the door of a woman that you and I would meet in Luke chapter 8. She comes to the door and it was very easy. He could hear it. He could hear her shoes kind of clicking on the floor as she came to answer the door and she was dragging her heels. There was, you could tell like something, maybe, maybe this is an older lady that just can't, she doesn't have the strength to walk very well. He, he could hear it as she was coming to the door. She opens the door and he can tell it's the most, she don't even have to say anything, but he can see it on her face that life has not been good to her. She's got dark circles under her eyes. Her face looks worn and torn by life, her frail body. And he was like, what is happening? I don't even know what I'm about to get myself into. And he says, hello, ma'am, my name's Zacchaeus, and I'm here to collect my money. I'm here to get the taxes. Hmm. She looks 
defeated, frustrated. She looks Zacchaeus in the eyes and says, Zach, I don't know how to tell you this. Um, it's been rough, man. It's been a tough, really, if I'm honest with you, Zacchaeus, it's been a tough 12 years. I've got, I've got this issue that I'm dealing with, this issue of blood that I've, I've been struggling with for 12 years, Zacchaeus. And uh, recently it's gotten worse. I, I know I don't look good. I know uh, I probably don't even sound good, and I'm not. And I have spent every dollar that I have to my name on doctors trying to get made well, especially recently. It was, no, but I, I've tried to ramp it up because I'm just so sick and tired of being sick and tired. And so I've given them all my money. So today, as you knock on my door to collect what I should be able to pay you, I don't have the money to pay you today, Zacchaeus. And you, you can imagine Zacchaeus like, man, I am two for two today. What in the world is happening? This is not like, what should I do? Should I tear down? Should I bust through the door, go try to find something, take it as collateral till she paid me my money? And now, now Zacchaeus, in a moment, just a few moments ago, he was torn between a moment of mercy and his money, and now he's torn between greed and grace. And in a moment of grace, he, he, he doesn't even know why he's saying it, perhaps, but he just says, oh, I don't understand. Um, <clears throat> listen, I'm coming back. I'm going to give you, listen. Oh, I can't believe I'm doing this. Should I do this? Should I not do this? Oh, I'm going to give you a couple weeks. Now, listen, I've heard your sob story. It was a good one. It worked this time. But it ain't working next time. When I come, I'll come back with a crew. We're going to take what we need. When I come back, you better have that money that you owe me. And evidently, evidently Zacchaeus was at, at a tipping point, this moment of, of, I don't know what to do in his life. And my question is, what, what would force a man to run, to look goofy and crazy in front of people that he cared about what they thought about him? He may never have told them that, but he cared about his image and his status. What would, what would force Zacchaeus to run and climb up a sycamore tree to see Jesus? It perplexes me. It's confusing. It, it, it doesn't make sense in the natural and in my mind. I can't wrap really my head around it. What would, what would push him to this place, this, this tipping point in his life? Maybe, maybe just maybe some time had passed and he's, the light bulb goes off. Maybe he was a little low on money at the house. I don't know. Maybe son needed a new Xbox game. He's like, oh, wait. There's a few houses that I was at a few weeks ago that I didn't collect from. Today's the day. Oh, oh we're going to go. No soft story for me today. I'm getting my money. So maybe a day in the life of Zacchaeus, the tax collector, maybe just maybe he begins to stroll back to that first house. And as, as, as he walks up to the house, his, his mind, he's like, Wait, wait, wait. I did punch this in my Apple Maps, and I know they messed me up before. They've sent me to the wrong location before. But, 
but I checked the numbers on the street. This is the house that I'm supposed to be coming to, but, but as I come up, I know what the yard is mowed. Man, it looks, who does your landscaping? This is nice. What? Those rocks, those are beautiful. Man, it even, that's a, that's a fresh coat of paint. The gutters are reattached to the house. The siding has been put back. What, what in the world? And he knocks on the door. Hey, I'll be right there. What? Okay, I'm sure, but this is, this is going to be weird. Man opens the door, got a smile on his face. You happy to see me? Like, this don't happen. He says, sir, Zacchaeus, sir, I, I'm, I'm, I'm confused. Like, this, I, I'm a, I apologize. See, I've come to collect money from a blind man. And he told me this sob story about how he was going through this pandemic and he lost his job and he had been pushed to the side of the street to collect money. And I bought it, but I ain't buying it today. Where is that man? And maybe through, through tears in his eyes, the man looking back at Zacchaeus says, Sir, I was. I was that man. No, no, no. We definitely had a conversation a few weeks ago, and I, I, was, I was definitely blind. But Zacchaeus, listen, let me tell you a little story of what has taken place in my life. See, see, there was a moment where I was sick and tired of being sick and tired, and I was, I was asking for money on the side of the road when I heard I heard that there was this man by the name of Jesus that was, was going to be passing by. And, and I just, I, I, was, I was tired of being in my, my condition. And, and so as soon as, see, I couldn't see him, you, you know, because I was blind. But my, my hearing is really good. And so as I heard him walk up, I just screamed, Jesus, have mercy on me. And the people around me were embarrassed because uh, me, the blind man beggar, was speaking up. They didn't want me talking to Jesus. But it just made me scream a little bit loud, Jesus, have mercy on me. And, and Zacchaeus, this man by the name of Jesus, I don't know if you know, I don't know if you've ever, but this man by the name of Jesus, and it was obvious he had a following. There were people all around him. He didn't need anything to do with me, but, but he heard me. And he stopped. Zacchaeus stopped. Guess what, Zach? Man, you're more handsome than I thought. He gave me my, my eyesight back. I can see this, Jesus. And since, since Jesus gave me my eyesight back, I've been doing a little housework. Mowed the grass. Put the gutter back on. Man, this place was looking shaggy around here. I, I put some new, new paint on the house. Don't it smell good, Zach? And as Zacchaeus goes to walk away, hey, Zach, hang on just a second before you leave. I told you I didn't have any money then, and that was the truth. I didn't, but, but I had been asking for money on the side of the road, and I got enough now. Here's Zach, here's your money that I owe you. I just want to make sure that we're good. And you can imagine the look on Zacchaeus. Maybe this, I, he walks away, and he's just thinking, what, what manner of man is this? 
that gives sight to the blind. I mean, I've seen a lot of things in my time taking money from people, but this, this is something odd. This is, this is something out of the ordinary. What is in the world? Shake it off. Come on, Zach, toughen up. Bro, we got to go. We got money, more money to get. Let's go. Another house to get to. He walks up to house number two. Yes. Hey, give me just a second. I'll be right there. Hang on just one second. Lady comes to the door. Ma'am, something ain't right. This has been a really odd day already, ma'am. I can't even explain to you my situation, what, what I just came from. I mean, this is strange, but, but I'm, looking, I'm looking for a lady who's sick. I've come and see, see, I was here a few weeks ago and there was a woman that came to the door and she was frail. She was frustrated by life. She had dark circles underneath her eyes. And I knew without her even saying a word how difficult life had been for her. And I'm just, can you find, I need my money. And, and maybe, <laughs> maybe she, she looks at him through tears in her own eyes and says, Zacchaeus, <laughs> man, that was me. I know, I know things were bad and, and it didn't even look like I had a hope. It didn't even look like I had a future. And truthfully, I probably didn't. In my mind, things, I was tired. I was angry. I was frustrated. Life has not been good for me. But one day I got tired of being tired. And I heard, Zach, can I tell you what happened? I heard that there was a man by the name of Jesus and he was, he was gonna be in a nearby area. And as I walked out of my house, I was a woman on a mission. And I could see the crowd because people were following him like crazy. And I made my way. It wasn't easy, but I gave it everything I had, Zach. And I, I went through the crowd. And I was pushing. And people were pushing me. And I was a judo chop. I didn't care. I had to get. I had to get to Jesus. And Zach, it was the craziest thing. I went to reach for Jesus' arm because they don't teach me what to do. And so I didn't know what to do. I, I tried to reach out just to get his attention and I missed his arm. But I grabbed the hem of his garment. And in that moment, Zach, you should have been there. I wish, I wish, Zacchaeus, you could have seen what happened because he felt virtue flow from his body and the healing power that he possessed flowed through my body and what I was dealing with for 12 years, what I had spent all my money on. He fixed in one moment, Zach, if you could have seen it. It was me, Zach. And now I got my joy back. I got my life back. I wanna live again. I got purpose and I wanna see my kids do amazing things, Zach.
because uh, Jesus was passing by and I, I wasn't gonna miss my opportunity to meet Jesus. Maybe. Maybe, just maybe. And you, the list could go on and on and on. He could have stopped by so many different people's houses and we could hear the stories of what Jesus has done in their life. But maybe, maybe, just maybe, it was, it was what Jesus had done for these two individuals, these people that, that maybe in the life of a tax collector, he got to go to every house. He hears a lot of stories. Maybe that's what, maybe that's what forced Zacchaeus to say, man, I gotta see Jesus. Like if he, I know I'm about to look stupid. I know I'm about to look foolish. I know what my reputation is and what y'all think I am. I get that and I think that about me. But if you would have met the people that I met just a few weeks ago and seen the condition that they were in, and then when I came back, y'all, to, to see what Jesus had done for them, I don't care what you think about me. I'm running as fast as I can to get in front of you. And I listen, I ain't got much height, so I'm gonna climb up that sycamore tree because here's what I know. Here's what I know. I'm not going to miss my chance to encounter Jesus. You may think I'm crazy. My family may think I'm crazy, but I know too much about this Jesus that I've never met and I will not miss my chance to meet Jesus. So when Zacchaeus is in the city of Jericho, he hears that Jesus is coming through. I've gotta see gotta see the man who can make the blind see. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta see the man who can put life back into a woman who had been sick for 12 years. I'm not missing, I'm not missing my opportunity. Just stand with me. The Bible says that he ran ahead. Zacchaeus ran ahead, climbed into a sycamore tree just to get a glimpse at Jesus. Zacchaeus didn't know what was gonna happen. He didn't know the rest of the story like we know it today. He just knew enough to say, I'm gonna, I'll look foolish in front of every one of y'all because I know that if I can see Jesus and I can encounter him, that I may, I may look tough, I may look rough on the outside, but on the inside, I'm dealing with some stuff. And if I can just see Jesus and maybe, I don't even know how, I don't know what it's gonna look like, but I'm gonna get up there, I'm gonna give it my best shot. And if I can encounter Jesus, there's no telling what can happen. And when Jesus came to the place, he looks up, he's walking by. Who is that man in that sycamore tree? Zacchaeus, get down, get down. Come here. Come here, Zach. 
This is my favorite part. Zacchaeus had been an uninvited guest every day of his life. <laughs> Showed up at people's doors uninvited. You know what Jesus says, Zacchaeus, come here. I'm coming to your house today. Yeah, you, you, I know you weren't expecting this. That You were just probably looking to just see me, to see me from a distance because you'd heard some amazing things. And I know you've been uninvited. I'm going to give you a little taste of your own medicine, Zach, and I'm going to show up to your house. I'm going to invite myself to your party. I'm coming to your house. And here, here's the beauty of it, y'all. You know in this moment, Jesus, perhaps maybe an hour before he scaled the tree, would have been an uninvited guest in Zacchaeus' home. But as the anticipation built and he began to see the crowd and maybe some other things were happening among the way, I just have a feeling that in Zacchaeus' heart, as he climbed the tree and was looking on at Jesus, that he may never have said it, but in his heart, there was a shift. And there was something in his life that said, oh my, that's Jesus. <laughs> and I wish, man, I wish he would... I wish I could introduce him to my family. I wish he could see my wife and, and my, I wish Jesus would come to my, listen, I know that you just a few moments ago would have probably been uninvited at my house because these are my streets and you're invading in my territory. You're gaining a name for yourself when I want my name to be exalted, not your name. But I have heard enough about you and, and I've seen you walking down the street. And in this moment, Jesus, I, listen, I want you to come to my house. I invite you in with open arms and in this moment, he didn't have time to call his wife and tell her, hey baby, uh, Jane is coming, Tom's coming. Hide, hide everything. No, 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 no. They went to Jesus' house. And Jesus said to him in verse nine, today, Salvation has come to your whole house. Now here's what I want you to understand. As we close, Zacchaeus is in the sycamore tree. Jesus passes by and I don't know if Zach was like, whoa, Jesus, look at me. I don't know how that happened. But somehow Jesus sees Zacchaeus. But in this moment, Jesus does something so powerful. He looks at Zacchaeus and he calls him, he calls him by his name. Amen. Now I've heard this preached. He didn't call him by what, you know, what he did. He didn't call him by his sin. I get that. He didn't call him by what everybody else in society saw him as. He called him by his name. He said, Zacchaeus, I see you, the real you. But this is, this is what blew my mind when I saw this. Do you know what Zacchaeus' name means? Zacchaeus' name means pure or righteous. Zac the same Zac that's been running these streets for years, that's been scamming off of people, taking money off the top. To, his, there's no way his name means pure and righteous. And this is the beauty of, this is what I love about Jesus. See, you can have it all figured out on the outside and you can put on this image, you can put on this, like I got it all together. I don't need anybody, I don't need any of y'all. But here's what I'm telling you, if there, is, if there is one ounce 
of pureness or righteousness in you, Jesus will find it and he will call it out of you and he will say, listen, get down and come with me. And he, here's where it is, are you ready? It doesn't, it's not about your deeds. It's not about how great you are. That's not the pureness or the righteousness. To me, this is what it is. It's a thought that's going through your mind. Maybe you're far from God. But in the moments that we've had together through worship and through the word, there's been a thought in your mind that says, man, I, just, I wanna see Jesus. That, that was it. Zacchaeus had no, he wasn't a righteous man. He wasn't a pure man. He was living like a heathen. But the one thing that Zacchaeus had was a desire to get a glimpse of Jesus. And Jesus saw it and he pulled it out of him. And he said, Zacchaeus, you are pure and you are righteous. Salvation has come to you and your entire house. So today, listen. I don't know how bad you think you've been. I don't know what the sin is. I don't know what the thing in your mind that has kept you and God at arm's length, that you've pushed him away. You think you're not good enough. You think you've got too many faults. You've got too many failures. You, you failed at the same thing time and time and time. Again, you put on this persona that I don't need anybody else. I got it all figured out. That's okay, you can have that, but I wonder. I wonder if anybody in the house today that may be far from God, all you need is something in your spirit that just says, I just wanna see Jesus. And if you have just that, that's all he needs to call you out of a tree, bring you down, wrap his arms around you, walk into your house, invited or not, and bring salvation to your life. It doesn't require, listen, you don't have to have it all figured out. You don't have to have been good the last six weeks to receive Jesus into your life today. That's not the way it works. But if you have a desire in your heart right now, listen, I just wanna see him. I've heard about him. The man preached about him. My, my mama told me about him when I was a kid. But, but right now, I just, I wanna see, if you have it in your life right now, I believe he's about ready to call you down from whatever sycamore tree you're in, in your own life. And if you'll invite him in, he'll radically change your life forever. With every head bowed, every eye closed. If you are far from God, I got good news for you today. It can begin to change in this moment. And it's not because of how good you are. It's not because all the things that you're trying to get right and put everything, all the, the pieces of the puzzle. No, 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 no. You don't have to have, you could have lost half the puzzle. But if there's something in your spirit that just says, I, I gotta see Jesus. If that's you, I wonder, nobody looking, if you would slip your hand heavenward right now. Hands going up all over this place. Come on, if you're watching online, why don't you slip your hands up if, that you, if that's you. Don't be shy, don't be intimidated. Come on, this is the best decision you've ever made in your entire life to allow Jesus in and to do something once and for all. So Lord, right now, God, you see my friends in this room 
who feel far from you. God, maybe, maybe it's because of their own doing. Maybe it's because of choices they've made or maybe life has happened and over, over the pandemic, listen, let's be honest, it's easy to kind of distance ourselves from church and from, from you and our normal daily activities. And, and I, it wasn't on purpose, but I just feel far from you. Lord, today you see, you see that sliver of pureness that piece of righteousness in them, Lord, and it's not a deed, but it's, it's something in their soul that just says, I've got to see Jesus. So Lord, I pray that you would come into our hearts. Lord, I ask for forgiveness. Come on, if that's you, why don't you ask him to forgive you for all of your sins? Lord, I ain't done it right. And I want you to know that I give you everything in this moment. I've seen too much. I've heard too many stories. And I just, I just climbed this tree to get a glimpse at you. And here you are calling me by name. You didn't call me sinner. You didn't call me loser. You didn't call me worth. No, no, no. You called me pure. You called me right. You saw that in me. And so right now, I give you every aspect of me. I give you every mistake I've ever made. I give you every, every talent. I give you every gift. I give you my mouth. I give you my heart. I give you my eyes. I give you my ear. I give you every part of me. I need you. Change me. Fill me with your spirit. In Jesus' name. Come on, somebody say, in Jesus' name. Can you put your hands together for everybody in the room that made that decision today? Come on. Come on, all heaven is rejoicing right now. Listen, if you've... If you made that choice today to follow Jesus, it doesn't stop with the decision right now. There's so much more in him. If you've never been water baptized, let me tell you, water baptism is for you. You can sign up online. The end of September, y'all, it's gonna be amazing. And I don't want you to miss out. You can be filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It doesn't have to happen at an altar. It could happen at your house on the couch. And you can walk with so much wisdom and power like the book of Acts talks about telling you it doesn't stop here this is only the beginning that's the beauty of it it gets so it's amazing following Jesus so let me pray over us as we dismiss Lord thank you for our time together today thank you for this incredible group of people that I had the privilege of sharing your word with and Lord I'm grateful that you have met us here and I pray that you would help us this week. Keep your hand on us throughout this Labor Day weekend, Lord, and bring us back into your house next Sunday. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said amen. 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 God bless you. We love you. We'll see you next Sunday right here in the house of God. Have a great rest of your weekend.